Sojourner, are you ready to walk? Well, we're welcoming in day three as we link our blessings and our lament with the one who is our blesser and our co-lamenter. So may we know that we are healing and healed in each and every step of the way. Whether our walk is internal or external, whether we are indoors or outdoors, it is significant that we know that both are honored by the one who sees us, the ancient of days, the one who always puts his people on a walk. As they walk out their identity, that's what we're doing today in day three, in Healing and Held, as we let this Walk in the Word series truly do its walk in us. What we do here is notice, nurture, and embody soul care in a culture of scarcity, noise, and frenzy. And so that is what you're welcomed into. And anything that we are talking about will always come back to three foundational things that you notice in order to nurture, in order to embody even more earnestly and intentionally. Choose to experience and let go of expectations for why you're here. Expectations can prevent us from seeing what's right in front of us. Our assumptions color what's really there. Sojourner, I want you to practice looking at yourself. Really look at yourself past who you've been told that you are or who you have believed yourself to be or the part you have played, the roles that you play, the masks that you wear. Let's remove them. Let's remove the prejudgment and critique one layer at a time that normally attach themselves to those very things. I want you to pause and trace with your hand a section of your body, maybe your face, maybe your hand, your arm, your legs, maybe your thighs, maybe your belly, your chest, your shoulder. But what I want you to do is allow your hand to trace your holy temple. Welcome her. Welcome her creator and sustainer. Get a keen sense of your embodiment as you untether yourself and discover aspects of drawing in the closeness of who you are and who you are becoming because of who has created you and designed you. It is difficult at times because when we do not notice due to hurry, busyness, avoidance, the lies or dismissal, we will not be attentive to who we really are. And so that, that 
is where we want to begin. Well, Soljanis, it's day three. And I want us to welcome in day three in a way that uh, I haven't had us welcome in and together. But if you are out on your walk, I want you to welcome in day three as a way of paying attention to the sounds, what sounds are welcoming you. You can probably hear various sounds from my background, various birds, distinctive sounds. But for those of you who are inside, I want you to notice the sounds that welcome you. Sounds that you typically do not associate maybe with welcome. The creaking noise of a fan or floor, the sound of someone's breath near you, maybe the sound of people chattering, talking. Maybe it's the sound that you make when you sip on whatever it is you sip on. Maybe it's simply the sound of stillness. Whatever that sound is, I want us to just let it welcome us. Let it welcome us on a journey whereby we will focus on the Lord make his face shine upon you. And let's just take that in. Because wherever we sense welcome, divine radical hospitality, wherever we sense it, we will sense home. And that's what I want us to get to, home. Home in every facet of our life where we dare to notice, where divine, radical, we may as well throw in the word revolutionary because you know that's one of the words I use constantly. Hospitality. And so let's go ahead and get into our day three. Now, being that we are walking, I shouldn't have to say this, or I should say being that I'm walking, I shouldn't have to say this, but I am. My breath will change as my walk intensifies or as my walk slows down, so you'll notice that, or as the heat wears on me. So just know that this human embodiment of black joy is okay with anything that would show the signs of my human limitations. All right. If you do have your book open today, three, week three in the book, I want you to look at that first paragraph. The Lord make his face shine upon you. It can also be translated, may the Lord illuminate 
his countenance for you. And that expression, make his face shine, it is a Hebrew idiom for smile. I want you to just think about that because if you have never really thought about God's face before, that's what we're talking about, the face of God. And I want you to do a little bit of a side note. If you're not familiar with this passage, I'm going to have you go and find it. And that is the passage that talks about who embodies the face of God. Who wears the face of God? I'll give you a hint. A family member, someone related, someone incarnate. I want you to find that passage that talks about the revelation of the face of God. Somewhere in the scriptures, that's not in the Hebrew text or the Torah, the Tanakh, not in any of those portions, but over in the Brit Hadashah, over in the, what we may call the epistles, the gospels, over in that section. All right. So that's your side note, homework. <sighs> the breeze is warm. So I feel like I'm in a little sauna. It hasn't peaked yet because it's still morning before nine o'clock as I walk and record because I find it best to do that early than later in the afternoon when this actually goes live. All right, I want you to go back to that. Make his face shine as an idiom for smile. You know, this whole blessing in Numbers, it's a blessing of earnest attachment to the heart of God. It's about relationship. It's not about dogma. <sighs> relationship. And what we want to see is that even in this word face, it's in the plural in Hebrew, and so for a moment, I want you to consider how the face is also this explicit way of us seeing God as an extension of his radiant presence. And this is a gift. The shining of his face ushers in the wholeness of his being. And it reveals and dispels Darkness, And by darkness, I'm talking about obscurity. I'm talking about where there's no revelation. I'm talking about where things are veiled. And he uncovers it by bringing us face to face with Jesus. And so this is where we look at the face of God. It's in plural, in Hebrew. And I'd like to think that this reflects multiple emotions that can be seen in a person's face or countenance. And how his countenance displays how much he values you and me. 
our value is inextricably woven into his value. That's the source of our worth. And because of that, we reflect that light, that very life, as we encounter the smile, as we encounter facing the beloved. And so, God's face lights up for me. It lights up for you. His smile is the blessing because it is a grace. It is a gift. We don't work for the smile. If anything, if we want to talk about work, we work from the smile. All the activities, all of our inner receptivity comes from that. We're rooted in his delight. And unless and until you understand the concept of God's unmerited favor, no strings attached love, you will approach most of the biblical text believing that he wears an incessant frown. Lord, I want to just confess that growing up, that is the look on God's face that I thought was over my life. Just incessantly frowning. Just arms crossed, constantly disappointed. When will this child get it right? Tapping his fingers on the table and his toes on the floor like, ooh, this child. Ooh. This little busybody. Where did I get that from? Who reflected that? Was it the preachers? And I come from a preaching family. So was it my family? I'm gonna pause here in the shade and let the breath of God, this breeze, cool me a little bit, slow me down. Was it my teachers? Who embodied that that caused me to then associate it with God? The impatient one. <laughs> Where did I get that from? It's a accumulation. There's no way to pinpoint it, and it's not even about blame. It's about where I picked that up along my journey and made a conclusion. So, it's a combination. But here's what I want us to do. I want us to now imagine a person or something that you're fond of. Did you begin to smile? Are you smiling now that I'm mentioning this? Think of that person. Think of that thing. Now, associate that with the Lord smiling over you. 
because he is so fond of you. Linger there. Linger in the fact that God's face lights up for you, for me, for us. <sighs> Breathe it out. Breathe it in. May we notice our body even reacting to this imagery. Seeing God is pleased and delighted. It will help us interpret and tie together a beautiful imagery of his being. And this is without a doubt a healing grace. His eyes brighten when we walk in the room, so to speak. So I do want you to practice allowing your face, your presence to light up with a smile when someone you love, something you're fond of, is present. Experiment with this. This is part of the practice that's in week three. But for us, day three, put it into practice today. And one more thing. Psalm 31:16 says, make your face to shine upon your servant. Save me in your loving kindness. This psalm is so fully packed that I wish I could just take the time for us to excavate it. But I want you to notice that that word shine is the Hebrew word or luminous, enlighten. And that is what is being uttered by David's heart. That the luminous face of God is actually associated with salvation. And that word save, well, that's the root word of our beloved's name, Yeshua. The root word is Yasha. And then lastly, I'm back on the move now, walking. Loving kindness. Ooh, this word. Let this word swaddle you. Ooh, what a beautiful, beautiful spider web. I don't know why I'm whispering, but it's almost like I just walked into a sacred sanctuary. I'll take a picture and post it and share it on Instagram. Gorgeous. But back to that word, loving kindness. If we let a word like chesed swaddle us, it will wrap us in ways that we probably couldn't even imagine. And so even on that note, you might want to go for a treasure hunt in scripture on how and when chesed is used. Oftentimes, our English translation is loving kindness or mercy. Some may even have compassion. But look at it when you choose to. But just know that what we have is a multifaceted, multidimensional blessing here in Numbers. And we start with the blessing because it is through the blessing that we're able to lament with purposefulness and with a pace 
that looks at God, the blesser, and the lamenting one as our point of reference. All right, Sojourner, this particular day was a little longer, but that's okay too. I'll see you on tomorrow, day four. Linger where you must and do not hurry the work that needs to be done. First within you, and then it will flow out. Shalom. We'll end with our blessing. Palms up as a symbol of surrender. Adonai bless you and keep you. Say your name. Adonai make his face to shine, smile on you. Say your name. And be gracious to you. Say your name. Adonai turn his face toward you. Proclaim your name and grant you, Andrea, now you say your name, Shalom. I just want to say one more thing, and that is, I always list clickable links throughout this series for you to have Bible study tools, the resources you can use for your ongoing excavation in the scriptures. All right, carry on, Sojourner. Share Mom's podcast with your friends. Jesus is always with your heart and he loves you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.